0: Before you get started with this episode, let me ask you, did you ever want to start your own podcast? Didn't know where to go to? Well, I use Budsprout and Budsprout is real easy to use. It's real user friendly and the Budsprout team is passionate about helping you succeed. So if you want to start your own podcast and get your word out there, join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get your message out to the world. They'll send your podcast to every major podcast platform out there. So after you listen to this episode... Follow the link in the show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. They'll get you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan. I'm Joe Green, and let's start this episode. They still hate this. That's right, it's Joe Green. It's time to get back on the box, start the music. Hey people, it's Joe Green. What's up? Welcome to phase two of On My Box, the podcast where I get in my soapbox. And I talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. And things that are near and dear to my heart are comic books, comic book movies, TV shows, and all good stuff. So to start off this, this second phase of episodes, of podcast episodes, we're going to talk about the Joker movie. So I've given you guys more enough time to watch it, talk about it. So now I'm going to talk about it, and as you know... When I talk about movies, I spoil the fuck out of it. If you haven't seen it yet, by the time this episode is released, and you don't want me to spoil parts from you, then don't listen. Just pause it and come back. (laughs) You had more than enough time, though. That's all I gotta say. So before I get started, as usual, I want to thank the people that supported me. I want to thank everybody on Twitter. Thank you for following. As usual, I want to give thanks to Bobby Warden, Two Veterans Online. Check out his stuff. Austin Green, Dot Designs. Check out his stuff. And then, uh, Always big shout out to David Whalen, the creator, writer of the Offspring Comic. Check out his stuff, his Facebook page, Correct Handed Productions. The immediate episode, we're gonna talk about the Joker movie, the controversial Joker movie. I say I figure by the time this episode is released that all the hoopla and hype will already be died down. I did go see it. I know I said I wouldn't see it. I guess I don't know, you can call it I'd edit it for research purposes. A friend of mine wanted to go see it, so we went to see it. If you listen to my previous podcast, you know that I don't like villain movies without heroes. But I, I do say this, I did go in with a clean slate, open mind. Uh my favorite podcast is Sleazy Cigarette Burns. She did a review on it and she was kinda mixed about it, so it kinda got me like, Okay, I don't know. Maybe I should just go see it for myself. And I did, and probably what I'm gonna say people are not gonna like. It was okay, it was it wasn't no spectacular. Do I have, Think it's the greatest movie of the year? No, man. I wasn't moved by it. Um, it's not supposed to be a comic book movie, but you know what? It's a comic book movie because you threw way too much comic book references in there, man. So either make up your mind. And in my mind, the greatest movie of this year is still Endgame. And Endgame was a moving experience for me. It made me laugh. It made me cry. The battle was epic. The, the deaths was epic. You know, everything about that movie was epic. Uh, this Joker movie, uh, was Joaquin Phoenix awesome? Yeah, he was, man. But we knew he was going to be awesome. And the guy's a fucking great actor, man. You know, he's a fucking top-line actor playing a character. And he played a character. I'm not going to say he played the Joker. And, and honestly, again, and I, maybe I'm biased because I just wasn't feeling this movie, but I don't think he was better than Jack. I don't think he was better than Heath. And his laugh is nowhere near the fucking laugh of Mark Hamill. So in my ranking of Jokers, man, is he the best? Nah. Uh, But was he a good Joker? Sure. The Joker, right? So Joker has been one of the greatest villains in comic book history, man. His first appearance was in Batman number one in spring of 1940. So he's an old dog that's been around the block. (laughs) My thing with the Joker is when, you know, he's a, he's a damn killer, man. He's a mass murderer. You know, when he first appeared, she was a straightforward uh, spree killer, man. Batman kind of toned its uh, its stories down in, you know, in the 50s and 60s. But in the 70s, man, when they, they kicked it back up, the Joker returned to being a homicidal maniac. And that's what he is, man, a fucking homicidal maniac. That's one of my beasts with this movie, man. It's one of my beasts with the world today. We always got to justify why people do fucked up shit, man, why there are fucked up people in the world. Maybe there's just fucked up people in the world, man. Why do we need to fucking explore that? You know, some people are just evil, man. Some people are just, they just want to do wrong. Some people just, you know, are here to just cause pain and suffering, man. It's the balance of life, man. Yin and yang, light, dark, good and evil, man. And I always thought of the Joker as one of those characters. as, As just being pure chaos and evil. An entity of chaos and evil. In this movie... They definitely go into the psychosis of uh, the character, Arthur Fleck. That's his name in this movie. A Fleck. People are like, oh, look at that. Ben Affleck. So that's his tie to Batman. You know. So does he have a tie to Batman in this movie? Yeah. And I wasn't happy about that because I thought it was going to be a standalone movie. So whatever. And I'll get into that. But it gets into this character of basically how he just gets broken down by society. You know, like he has a fucked up childhood that you learn about. Um, his moms did him wrong. You know, he's a fucking a clown, man. <laughs> he works for this, like, clown agency that, that gets hired, man. Like, some kids steal the fucking sign that he's spinning, and he chases him down. They fucking whoop his ass with the sign. He gets his ass beat with the sign and shit. Like, they got that scene uh, on a train where the guys, you know, they're fucking with this woman. And, you know, he stands up, and by this time, he, he you know, he got a gun, and he shoots these guys in the train, man. Like, old Bernie gets. When I was growing up, Bernard Getz was the the gunman that shot some uh, some black youths on the train, man. Trying to be a vigilante, Charles Bronson, like motherfucker. So they kind of it kind of went to that, you know, and it sparked people of Gotham uprising because in this world it's like New York 1970s, man. Um, like I grew up in New York, but I, I was born in the 70s. I grew up in the 80s, man. The 70s I hear was really fucked up times, man. You had the blackout, poverty was high, New York was fucking bankrupt and shit, you know. It has that New York 70s feel, man. Like, he's working, like, Times Square when it's all smutty and shit before Giuliani cleaned it up, man. Uh, that that was pretty neat how they had that New York feel. And, like, being in New York, I looked real close, man. I seen one point, man, when he's running on the train, I seen that, you know, he was on Jerome Avenue. And then, like, then, you know, the train goes underground. And then he's at Bedford, uh park and shit so i saw stuff in the bronx so that was, was kind of neat kind of made me feel good about myself and i using new york as gotham city but you're watching the evolution of, of this dude arthur fleck just fucking have his fucking breakdown man you know and he's never happy and it finally it just breaks and he finally you know turns into joker and, and you realize that like some of the shit that you see you know in his mind is not real man he's imagining shit like he thought he had a little girl that got cared for him oh, oh zazie beats you know that's her name uh she was domino in, in deadpool that chick you know so he thought that was his girl it's not man it's all in, the, in his head man like his visions you know so you don't you know what the fuck is real what's not man so it's kind of like a mind trip which is which is cool because it's the joker man the joker's mind is fucked up that i can agree with the joker is a fucked up individual his head is fucked and like you're in the head of the of this character you know but It's really like the progression of how he fucking finally snaps and puts on the makeup to become the Joker. I said, I just don't, I I don't, I don't know why we need to justify that society broke this dude down, man. You know, I'll be honest, like me personally, I take mental health seriously, man. I'm, I'm, not afraid to tell you that i I deal with my own mental health issues you know i go talk to somebody about my shit man i go to group and we talk about things man because you got to get that shit off your mind so the the mental health aspect uh, i i really feel that part you know because it's a serious thing that we do need to battle something that we need to to look into and in this character you find out that You know, his mental health, I mean, it's fucked, man. He's already on meds and shit, and of course, the city's bankrupt, so they can't fund him. They can't help him out, so, you know, watching his break, and then when he learns about his past, man, he was physically abused. His mother abused him, you know, she lied to him and shit, because, all right, I'm going to spoil this shit, so... And and I've seen this in the internet, which is one of the things I didn't like about it. We talked about it on Hero Talk. We talked about it in the, the episode I did, Batman v. Joker, and we talked about this movie the Joker was Batman's half-brother. He so said that Thomas Wayne was his father. All right? So that's what, you know, his moms told him. I could tell, like, from the get-go that his moms was fucking crazy, man. His moms played by a lady that played uh, Barney Stinson's mom in How I Met Your Mother, man. And she, you could tell she was a little wackadoo and shit. You know, so she told him that Thomas Wayne with his dad. So he goes to the mansion and shit, you know, to try and, you know, reach out because they're going through hard times and shit. And he just wants he just wants a fucking hug, man, because his life fucking sucks. You know, like he, he's never happy. He, he just he just wants some type of warmth and, and, and comfort, you know, and that's and I understand that shit personally, you know. But when he goes to the mansion, this is where I kind of get all messed up, man, because who the fuck is at the mansion? You know, it's Thomas Wayne. His kid is there, yeah, Bruce, man, so I'm like, oh fuck, man, so why are we putting Bruce in this movie, man? If Bruce is in this movie, then this is a fucking Batman movie. I really wasn't feeling it, I was really hoping that they would keep, that. they said they'd keep Batman out of it, but they put Bruce in it. Okay, Thomas Wayne I would have been okay with, man, but then you got Bruce, man, so he has a little interaction with Bruce, and the butler comes, he never says his name is Alfred, he doesn't look like Alfred, he looks like a fat fuck. Either way, I just assumed that was Alfred, because he was a guy to take care of Bruce. He has his confrontation with Thomas Wayne. And Thomas Wayne tells him, man, man, your mom's a fucking crazy, man. You're a fucking adopted. You ain't my kid. You know, she was at Arkham. She fucking abandoned you, all this shit. So he goes to Arkham, man. And he goes to Arkham to find his mom's record. And then he realized the truth, man, that his mom's is fucking crazy, man. that she, you know, her boyfriend abused him, had him tied up in his radiating shit, man. So, you know, dealing with uh, abuse as a kid, man, that shit fucks you up, man. And if you don't get that shit treated... You know, I'm not going to say you're going to turn into the Joker and become a homicidal maniac, but it will have a, a, a breakdown in your mental health. Like, the reality of that is real. And that, I feel that. And I wish this movie didn't put the comic book element in there and just went into maybe just dealt with the mental health issues of it. Then I would have taken this shit seriously. As soon as they put the fucking the Bruce Wayne element into this movie, I was like, oh, this is a fucking Batman movie, man. The Batman movie from the Joker's point of view, man. Again, you know, I always say, man, stick to the source material. So I thought this movie was going to be a standalone thing, but I'm watching this and I, and I really tried hard not to go in with, you know, the feeling of of, of watching this as a comic book movie. So I, I try to throw that shit out, man. But there's certain things in this movie with the character that they have put straight from the comic books. I never read Batman comic books, but I've read some great Batman stories. Uh, you heard me say it many times before, man, that Dark Knight Returns, I think, is the greatest Batman story ever written by Frank Miller. I'd say second on my list is A Batman Killing Joke by Alan Moore. I so saw elements of both of these stories in this movie. These two stories may get used time and time again when we're telling stories about the Joker. So the Joker, when he's telling you know people, you know, just one bad day, my mind just went right to the killing joke, man, because that was the whole purpose of him fucking with Gordon, to show Gordon that even the sanest person can, can can go insane, man, if they just have one fucked up day. And If you don't know the killing joke story, man, either one, go get the DC animated movie because that shit is tight. It's pretty much adapted straight from the comic book, except like the first 20 minutes of the whole Batman-Barber relationship. Everything after that, man—that's straight from conflict He basically tortures Commissioner Gordon, shoots Barbara, paralyzes her, then takes strips her naked, takes pictures of her, and, and shows that shit to Commissioner Gordon This this fucked-up amusement park while he's abusing him, torturing him, shit, just to break him to show him that a bad day can can turn anybody into, uh, you know, a fucked-up person. If that sounds familiar, yes, man. *Dark Knight*—that was the Joker's plan to break Harvey, you know, to break the White Knight, so again, that was the element from the uh, from the killing joke, uh, another element in, in the, from the killing joke that I saw was the, he was a, a bad comedian, you know, and that's one of his origins, from the killing joke, he says, sometimes I remember it one way, sometimes another, when he's talking about his origin, so if I'm going to have a past, I prefer it to be multiple choice, I could take this movie as the Joker having it as one of his multiple choice, you know, his one of his origins, you know, but with that, you know, him, like, in the killing joke, I say he was a, you know, he was a comedian, a failed comedian, and it didn't work out. So in this movie, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a failed comedian because he has this, this condition that makes him laugh and shit. And that's again, I'm like, oh my God. So, like, now we have a medical condition that he just fucking laughs, man. He has like a little card that says, like, you know, when he's like laughing hysterically on a bus and shit and people are freaked out, he gives him this fucking laminated card to tell him that it's part of his condition. So I'm like, all right, so now, now we have a medical condition why this dude laughs. How come this dude just can't laugh Because he's fucking crazy. Maybe he's just a fucking homicidal, you know, maniac, man. Like, why do we need to come up with a con- uh, an actual condition? You know, he could just be crazy, man. It's just in that aspect, you know, the comic book. You know, I I just rather just say okay, crazy, call it a day. But you want to make it real, you want to give him a, a real condition. That's cool. Another thing that I saw there straight from the comic books was. When he goes on the talk show, I said that to me, man. I thought that was Dark Knight Returns, man. That's book three. When Doctor Bartholomew Wolper uh, takes the Joker on on the talk show, and then the Joker kills everybody in the talk show. Now he didn't kill everybody in this talk show, but spoiler, man, he did shoot the fucking guy. He did shoot Robert De Niro, like on camera and shit. As a whole, in the movie, was I entertained? I don't know, man. Like Joaquin Phoenix, like I said is awesome, man, and watching him just. Breakdown, have his mental breakdown and shit yeah that's pretty cool but it didn't get me because like i said i just i don't know man if i wouldn't went in as a comic movie i would have been okay but i went in with a clear clear slate and then it's just like all right man like but then you're throwing this comic shit at me so like you kind of you kind of had me on the fence here and there like i didn't i didn't know what to go, i didn't know which way direction to go man so that's why i wasn't feeling it in, in the movie you know like his murder of of these these Wall Street dudes causes, you know, the people that basically uprise. Because like because Gotham is is a fucking cesspool, man. Like, there's the garbage strikes, so the garbage is piling up, man. The city's just dirty. Like I said, it's New York in the 70s. You know, You know, and the richer, you know, it's a, and then you got that Reaganomics thing, you know, from the 80s, man. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer, man. So the people, you know, feel like the rich people are kind of like elitist and you know, the, the problem of the, of the country. You On the sidebar, if you watch Batwoman... They kind of really get into that, man. At the rich, you know, they got their own security, you know, and they want to feel safe in Gotham City. About Batman and the poor people, they're struggling and they need hope, and Batman's their hope. In this movie, it's just like that, similar to the Batwoman. If you haven't watched Batwoman, uh, check it out. It's not bad. And and the Joker is the is the the hope of the people, man. By him killing these people, man. So his crime of of killing these Wall Street people, you know, that's like a, it gets the people to uprise. I'm like, all right, man, come on, like really. Again, this is from his point of view. So you know if he has to see if he sees himself as the hero. You know, is is it really? Is that really what's really happening? Is all the shit in his mind? And he realizes that most of the shit is in his mind. So because of these riots and shit, and everybody's wearing these fucking clown masks and shit, and he gets invited to go to the to the talk show because he you know the stand up comedy place they went on, they they record him, and you know he just laughs because he has that condition. And, you know, Robert De Niro's a uh, talk show guy. He was basically, Robert De Niro's fucking just Johnny Carson, man. Like, uh, so I got an HD antenna, man. So I watch all these old TV shows, Antenna TV, man, because uh, I can't afford cable. If you want to sponsor me, hey, please, you know, hit me up, man. I <laughs> need some money. <laughs> I, do, I do these podcasts for free, man. So if you like the podcast, you want to sponsor, that's good to go. So, like, Robert De Niro's character, if he's playing, it's really the fucking Johnny Carson show. And I know because I watch this on Antenna TV. And uh, it's, I've been watching Johnny Carson show So like it's like it's like fucking spot on man So he, he comes on this Johnny Carson show type shit uh, First Rob De Niro makes fun of him And then he gets him on the show To make fun of him some more But by that time uh, the joke was already snapped man Like I said he found out the truth about his past man Fucking killed his mom the, the clown company that he worked with man The guy that gave him this gun that he, But been then snitched on him and shit like, they came to his house to check on him, and his mom's died and shit, and he fucking just da-da-da killed him like that. That was pretty, pretty cool. But it was this little, this little midget guy there. Was, sorry, little, little person there. Try to be PC, whatever. But, and the Joker, like, uh, tells him like you know, like, I'm not going to kill you, man, because you was always nice to me. So, he lets him go. And I had, it was a funny scene, man, because the, you know, he couldn't reach the chain to get out the apartment. So, he had to ask, you know, the Joker, let him out while, you know, this dead body's there. The Joker got blood all over his face, and Joker said, let him go, and... It's just like, so This the, the psychosis of his mind. He's just fucked. When he gets on that talk show, man, he gets, you know, like, that's when, I honestly say, man, that's, that, that's, Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker, man. Like, he had, you know, the just the walk, the rhythm, the look, the feel, the, the talk. I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. He's finally the Joker, you know, we finally get to this point. But, like, when he gives his little monologue of how society just fucking beat him down and he's never been happy, you know, he, he was never noticed. And, you know, like, he just wanted to be noticed. I'm like, oh, fuck, man, here we go, man. This is... This is not what I want to see, man, you know. It's not what I want out of my Joker. I don't want the Joker to be birthed from shitty society. I mean, shitty shit happens, man. People are birthed from shitty events. But the Joker being one of these people, I wasn't really feeling that. Because the Joker, like I said, man, I think the Joker is the profanification of just chaos and evil. Then you know, he kills old uh, Robert De Niro, Johnny Carson character on stage. And, you know, and the people are rioting and shit. He's in a cop car, kind of like the scene, like, it looks just like the scene where Heath Ledger's in a cop car in Dark Knight. And then we have got the riots, man, these ambulances, they fucking, like, t bone the car, man, and the ambulance is driven by some people in these fucking clown masks, you know? So he has, like, his old fucking Joker army and shit, and they get him out the car, and he's, like, the savior of fucking Gotham City, man, because the people are cheering him, shit, and I wasn't feeling that. I really wasn't feeling that. What I really wasn't feeling, because, like, so, the Thomas Wayne story, in the middle of these riots, man, you know, you see this movie theater, and it's. Of course, the movie theater said Zorro. So I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Are we really going to do this? If you haven't watched this shit, I'm going to fucking spoil the shit out of it. So whatever, man, you had time, man. It's been like a month. So Thomas Wayne is leaving the fucking movie theater with his wife and his kid. And that's what I'm like, this is not fucking happening. I'm not going to fucking watch this shit. They're not going to do this. And you know what? They fucking did it. He goes down the alleyway and one of the fucking clown riders and shit, you know, when a clown mask. they hey, Thomas Wayne, they fucking shoot him. Take the fucking pearls, man. Rip the pearls, shoot his wife. And they leave his fucking kids sitting there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You just did the fucking Batman origin in this damn movie? That really, really pissed me off. Because, again, like I said, I went in like with this clear conscience. Like, yo, this is a Joker movie. Let this shit be about the Joker. But now we fucking put the fucking Batman origin in there, man. Oh, fuck me, man. I get it's a standalone. It's a different point of view. But, like... No man, just you just could have left fucking Bruce out of it, man. You could have left Batman out of it. My whole issue with this movie was that the Joker is a symbiotic entity to Batman, man. Like his whole life is like his whole existence is Batman. Because he was created by Batman. It's the one great villain that Batman fucked up and created. And that's why Batman is, spends all of his time and effort to try and save this fucking psychopath. And knowing that he can't, you know. And he never will kill him. But he just knows that this is an endless process because it's his fault. And why is his fault? Because the original origin is that Batman dropping that vat of chemicals. He's the one that spawned the fucking Joker, man. Not vice versa. You know, again, the origin in... The Batman movie, the Batman 89 movie, man, where Jack Napier becomes the Joker and Jack Napier kills the, the Waynes. So that gets Bruce to become Batman and then Bruce fucking drops Jack Napier in Nevada Chemicals. It's a chicken and egg type, symb- you know, circle symbiotic type shit. But that shit fucking worked because that's their relationship. They, they, they need each other. Heath Ledger fucking said it in Dark Knight Returns, man. His whole purpose was to bring Harvey down. But he realized that with Batman, man, you know, it's the immovable object against the un- unstoppable force. They're going to do this forever. Because he's like, ah, you can't kill me. So we're just going to do this ever. And I'm going to have fun. And that's the fucking Joker, man. That's the Joker-Batman relationship. Not this Thomas Wayne shit. Not Bruce Wayne getting killed by a, a Joker rider and causing Bruce to become Batman. Oh, man, like, you didn't have to fucking put the, the Batman origin in this movie, man. You really fucking didn't. That, that really fucking got me. It really pissed me off. Because now, with the Batman origin, it's a fucking comic book movie. You know, it's a standalone fucking comic book movie. Like I said, Joaquin Phoenix's performance was fantastic. But he didn't really become the Joker until the end of the movie, until he goes in that talk show. The guys that played the Joker before him, Cesar Romero, he played that 60s Joker to a T and he was such a boss that he wouldn't even shave his fucking mustache. (laughs) The big question that we always have, is it Jack or is it Heath, man? And like I said, if you listen to my Batman versus the Dark Knight podcast, you know, like those guys played two different Jokers, but they did play the Joker, man, because that essence of Batman in their life. Go back and read the Dark Knight Returns. Obviously, someone who wrote this movie did, you know, because I said I I felt the, the reference. Michael Emerson's uh, Joker in that animated adaptation was fucking great. And what I liked about that is that in that story, you know, Batman has disappeared for like 10 years. And the Joker went to a comatose state just sitting in Arkham Asylum like he had nothing. And then once Batman returned, that got him that spark. It, It brought him back alive because that's the person in his life that he needs. And why? Because Batman created him. You know, and again, you can go... The, the 89 Batman, where Joker created Batman, Batman created you, I created you, you created me. That's what you say, right, Bats? <laughs> it's that symbiotic relationship. And in this movie, the Thomas Wayne shit, that was more like his mom's issue and not really his issue. And even, it, it just, I, I, I wasn't feeling it. I do say this, though. Joaquin Phoenix Joker was still better than Leto's Joker. Uh, I never want to see Jared Leto do the Joker again. I think his Joker was atrocious. And I, I saw he... he feel a little slighted because he gets neglected as a joker but you know what he should have been a better joker man it just he sucked all right and there's, i'm glad they didn't make this movie with him as the lead i'm glad he's not in birds of prey i'm glad he's not in suicide squad i don't want to see him as a joker again because his shit was fucking garbage but when it comes to the joker man it's about that laugh and i can tell you like joaquin phoenix laughed, man. i wasn't really feeling it man it just it kind of was just annoying He had the same, I don't know, he had different laughs, but again, the laugh goes to Mark Hamill, man. Mark Hamill, he'll tell you, like, listen to some of those interviews, man. He, he has a different laugh or the different emotion of the Joker, man. When the Joker's happy, he has a a, a laugh. When the Joker's sad, he has a laugh. When the Joker's angry, he has a laugh. You know, when the Joker's trying to terrorize you, he has a laugh. I think, like, Joaquin's Phoenix Joker wasn't really terrifying. Because I, I think it's because you feel sorry for him. And, and I don't, I don't, you're not supposed to feel sorry for the fucking Joker, man. He's a goddamn killer, man. You're not supposed to feel sorry for him. You know, a, a villain like Magneto that was persecuted by Nazis and, you know, and has a belief that, you know, mutants are better, and, but we need to be separated. That, that's different, you know. Uh, the, the Joker, like I said, he doesn't have no beliefs. You know, I, I say it time and time again. Quote Alfred, Sir Michael Caine from Dark Knight. Some people just want to see the world burn, and that's who the Joker is, man. That's that's the the entity of chi- of chaos that he represents. Did Joaquin Phoenix get that? Uh, nah, man. But did Joaquin Phoenix play a guy with mental health issues that fucking snaps and becomes a fucking murderer? Yes, he did, and he played that shit well. I, I was I can't even say I was okay with the movie because they fucking threw that Batman element in it, and I'm, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, you know, I say at the end with fucking Bruce standing there in the fucking alleyway you know, with, with his fucking parents dead, I'm like, fuck, this was stupid, there's no reason to fucking put that shit in the fucking movie, man, but they fucking did, you know, and then in the end, you know, really, it's him talking to, like, the lady that he was talking in the beginning, but she's older and stuff, so, you, again, do you wonder, like, was this movie all in his fucking head, man, it, it, it could have been, don't know, but, and that's, and, and that is the aspect of the Joker that I like, you know, the reality, you, you saw it through his eyes, and then when you saw, like, the real shit, you know, like, oh, man, like you know, there's some things I just called from the get go. Like I knew that that shit wasn't happening, you know, I, because he wasn't happy, and I knew he was fake and a psychosis. Because okay, he's a fucking psychopath. I don't know. As far as origins, man, it, I'm not. I, I'm just not feeling it. I'll be honest. there's I'm on the box. I'm just not feeling it. And again, the Joker has multiple choice for origins, so this is one of them. It's just not my favorite, man. I'll take the Jack Napier. He's a gangster. I'll take the Red Hood. I'll take the bad comedian. All in all, man you know whatever the hoopla for the joker movie yeah it's serious and it's probably with with the mental health shit it it affects people because it's something we don't want to talk about like i said i I talk about it once a week man and i'm not ashamed to tell you the listeners out there that i do because uh you don't want to ever find your breaking point man and 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 that's real talk that's my feelings on the joker movie there so go out and see if you haven't seen it if i spoiled it for you sorry about that but dang i don't know what to tell you all right, man, so you hear the music there. That's Mr. J telling you that my time is up. I appreciate you listening. Hopefully you like the, the podcast, man, so please subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I thank you again. I'm Joe Green. On my box. I'm out.